You're listening to Everything's Totally Fine. Each episode, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host. So keep listening to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. My guest for this episode is a writer on an upcoming ABC show called Single Parents, and that'll come out this fall, along with a movie that he just finished called It's a Party, which you'll be able to check out on iTunes. Lamar Woods also performs with his team White Women at UCB every month, and he's a good friend of mine. He will start us off with his first story about his sister's birthday party. I feel like, um, I don't feel as small anymore, but I feel like my sort of thing that I'm like have an issue with is that I'm a small person and when I was uh growing up I played football and I was like the smallest person on the field and I was always the smallest dude you know around and all my friends played were big football players so I was like always the smallest dude in my crew and they would always say that I had a Napoleon complex but I don't personally feel like that's true I think what happens is I get bullied and then when I get mad about it they say I have Napoleon complex right but uh but then now, you know, as I got older, I do realize just that idea is sort of like in my head a lot because I don't like to feel like I'm being um, pushed over. So the uh, so my sister was having a birthday and I was back in town because I live in L.A. So I was going back to Atlanta and I was really excited to celebrate her birthday. And we're going to um, she you know, it was like she was turning 21. So it was the first time drinking. It was like it was really big for her. Mm-hmm. So we all uh, so the goal was to for for her birthday. What she wanted was to go out, get bottle service and like turn up in the club. I think it was Club Opera. OK. Um, and so like what year was this? This was uh, she was turning 21. So um, I hate these questions <laughs> because it requires me to do math and I'm not good at it. Okay, but, how, like, uh, about how many years ago? It was, was it? probably like, um, uh, two thousand nineteen. No, wait, that's next year. <laughs> 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 what? All right, hold on. It was like so. Basically, it was about five years ago. Perfect. I would say. Okay. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 what year is it? I don't know what year it is. Um. So, uh, she was turning that age and I was excited for it. We all go, um, uh, she basically booked, you know, bottle service, which means like she called ahead for the club or my dad did, I think mm-hmm. called ahead. we got the tables ready. It's going down. When we get there, she has all her friends there. It's really just me and my, you know, as far as who's my age at, and, at, you know, in this group is just me. So my crew is like me, my dad, and my stepbrother. You know, like we're the older guys in the group. Everyone else is just my sister and all her friends who are girls mostly. And we, um, they, uh, we get to the club. We're all out there, ready to go in, and they're like, "You're not on the list, right?" So now we all just standing outside, don't know what to do. I go, um, me and, and my dad. Sorry. Are you actually? Are you like disappointed? How are you feeling about that? Oh, I'm, I was uh, I was disappointed, but not, at this moment I was just confused because um, I had nothing to do with this. I I'm just along for the ride, so I'm like, oh, maybe she did it wrong or whatever. And um, but um, all I know is that we're waiting. So now we're just in the lobby, sort of waiting to see if we can get in this club. 
And I could see my sister, when I saw her, I could see she's upset, you know, she's like, this is not going well. So we wait and it's almost like an hour now has gone by. We're in the lobby still waiting. And just a little context, like we grew up Jehovah's Witness, so we didn't celebrate birthdays. So like this is part of the new generation of our lives where we celebrate birthdays now. <laughs> and birthdays have all of a sudden become important to us where all of our lives we didn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my girlfriend was there at the time. So she was like meeting my family for the first time. Right. So. That was another layer for me. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry I left that detail out. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> yeah, so then yeah. Like, the pressure is increased for everybody. Well, for yeah, you. it's just a, it's just high stakes. Like, you know, I got my girl here. She's never met my family, so this is her first time experiencing them. I got my sister, who I haven't seen in a, few, in a year because I've been living in L.A. I got my dad and my stepmom, who are, like, coming out for the, you know, in Atlanta, turning up. And it just feels everything felt right, but then just stopped by this like system, by this like club system, which was really pissing me off. So um, she, you know, my sister's getting upset. She's like yelling at the guy, the promoter, like I fucking did this thing. You, you guys, um, you guys, uh, like have my name on the list. I should be in here. We should celebrate, you know. And uh, finally, after like an hour and a half, they let us in, right? And they. And I think my dad had to like probably give the guy some money or something. And we got in. And then as soon as we got in, uh, they told us where to go. We're going to be up in this VIP area up on the balcony. So I walk up right where the dude told us to go. So he's telling us, go up here, right? Mm -hmm. Big bouncer dude stops me at the staircase. He's like, where are you going? It's like, I'm going up there for my sister's birthday. And he's like, um... He's like, no, you don't have the right wristband. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Like, I've been in this fucking lobby waiting. It's my sister's birthday. I can't, You can't not let me go up there. I'm trying to celebrate it, you know? I got my girl. She's out of town. <laughs> she's meeting my family for the first time. And then I'm like, I'm ready to scrap right now. Like, And this dude is, and this is the thing. What I'm getting at is that, you know, I don't know how I'm supposed to react in this situation, but what I do know is that he's bigger than me, this person. Mm-hmm. And whenever I feel that, it's like a trigger. It's like the same feeling every time where I feel like I'm. you're only treating me like this because I'm smaller than you. And um, whether I'm right or wrong about it, that's how I felt at the time. And I'm ready to go head to head with this cat right now, right? And then my girl, she's trying to like stop. She's like, Lamar. Can you not fight this guy? <laughs> like, stop. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, nah, fuck this dude. You know what I'm saying? He's t- I fucking, my sister. And I was like yelling. I was like, it's my sister's birthday. I was in- <laughs> And here's the problem for me. Like, this is why I know I'm not hard is because I like cry every time I get upset. So I can't, I don't know. You know, I like, I ain't afraid. Of, first of all, I know this is recorded, but I ain't afraid of nobody. But I don't know what it is. I'll just start crying though if I get mad. <laughs> I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how there's people who just mm-hmm. cry when they get mad? Like, I don't can't help it. Like I can't get mad without the crying coming. It's and just the, the way it and is. And so tears come out, but what are you, but you're feeling mad, you're not feeling sad. It's not sad. It's just well, I mean, it's like emotional, you know. I can't my emotions are like high. So it's just um tears are coming out. So I'm angry and I'm ready to fight, but it's just I'm just crying. I don't know.
One thing I want to add is uh, that Lamar's dad is objectively cool. I've never met him, but Lamar has described him to me as the dopest man in the world. And Lamar's friends have actually told me separately that his dad is just like objectively smooth and cool. So um, the reason I bring this up will be apparent soon. So I'm like in tears, like it's my sister's birthday. If we can scrap right now, I don't give a fuck, whatever, you know, and like I'm afraid of you because it's so much in me trying to prove that I'm not afraid of him. It's not even about my sister at this point. It's just me about like, you know, about not being punked by this dude because he think he can punk me right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I ain't no bitch. But because like fighting him is not going to get you upstairs either. It's not like even yeah. if you knocked him out, it's not like that would make it so that you could stay upstairs. Right, right. Yeah, it's completely irrational behavior i think uh but i felt like i felt like at the time i just felt like there's nothing more you can no more way you can hurt me right now than to say that i can't go to this place so you, whoever you are you're hurting my feelings <laughs> so i'm like you know so my girlfriend's trying to break it up and um i'm losing my cool but so eventually i you know, I, I, my dad, uh, this is so funny because my dad never sees me like this. So then he comes over and then he sees me like in tears. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? And are people <laughs> around you aware of what's going on? No, no. This is so private. I feel like it was so between me and him and my ex or and my girl. Like it was all happening right there. No one really because maybe I just didn't look like a threat. It just didn't look like anything was happening, but it was happening between me and him. And that and it was making me more mad. I think even the bouncer was just not even really threatened by me. So he, I think he didn't even take me serious, which was making me more upset right. and more angry. And I'm like, now I just like, um, my dad's here. So he's like solved it because he's basically like, yeah, he's with me, you know, <laughs> he's my son. <laughs> He's supposed to be in the VIP with me, you know? So he fixed that situation. But then he's looking at me like, nigga, why are you crying? <laughs> but I was like, I'm like, man, this motherfucker pissed me off. Like, this is bullshit, you know? And I'm just, I'm really thinking about my sister too. Like how it just was like a bummer for the night, you know? But honestly, like we got upstairs and then it was like, it never happened. Like it was ended up being like a great night and we just all had fun and, party and have bottles and the music was great and once we all got to the vip it was legit but it was just that like that feeling of uh being disrespected i seem to i i, I feel like as a um adult like i'm over it but i feel like it comes back every it's like a trigger like where i'm like if someone is treating me with disrespectful i feel like i need to let them know that i'm not um someone they should do that to even though my well, i think when my girlfriend was thinking at the time and what I should have been thinking is, like, just logistically, like, <laughs> physically, like, this dude can kill me. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, there's no, and I think that is what, probably what Napoleon Complex is. Because I, I think when you're angry in that way, I feel like this guy can't do nothing. I yes. feel like I don't care how big he is, he can't hurt me because I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah. But the truth is, is, like, he can hurt me. Like, yeah. it's physically, like, it's just no match. Like, just strength-wise, it's no. like not going to work. No, I just had a moment like last week with my friend when we were crossing the street and mm -hmm. this car was like, it was a red light and the car was just like speeding, like they weren't going to stop and they were just going too fast. And so I like walked in, like basically in front of the car 
mm-hmm. uh, and like stared him down. And I was like pissed. I was pissed because he could have hit us. And then my friend was like, why did you keep walking? And I was like, because <laughs> I wanted to like prove a point. And she was like, yeah. that, that doesn't prove a point <laughs> if you like bounce off the windshield. Right, right. Like that could have killed you. Um, like that's not even a question. Like yeah. what, just to prove a point. Yeah. But I was so mad at the car, at the, at the person driving the car that for some reason I thought that like my own anger like I wasn't even thinking about my own well-being because I was so I was just living to prove a point to that person right. who was pissing me off. Yeah, it's like you want to be heard, or it's like you just don't want to. Like they have to know they can't leave this situation feeling good about whatever they just did. You got to let them know. Like, but then it's like at the cost of like your own life. <laughs> like it's like no, that's stupid. Yeah, because it's yeah. really just like a feeling of invincibility. Like I feel yeah. invincible, but I shouldn't. Right, like why? I'm not just because right. I'm mad. That would make me invincible. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's so weird that being angry can give you that illusion that you feel like, uh, you know. And I think that's why anger is like uh, addicting, almost in a way, because it's when it's a moment where you feel kind of like powerful. You feel like you almost like no one can really touch you. So this final story takes place 10 years ago at the apartment of one of Lamar's friends. And it involves a different one of Lamar's friends named Damien, who you're going to get to know shortly here, right after this pretty good theory that Lamar has. I think when people say they got bullied in high school, I don't I don't have that. I didn't get like classically bullied, but I think most of the bullying just comes from within your own friends group. Mm -hmm. So you're always you're always kind of thought of as less than and it may come off as like, oh, this is friendly banter, but it's actually like, no, I'm actually not. No, don't like this. Right. You know, like I, the picking at the yeah. friends do. Right. Right. And it's interesting because if you have an issue with it, then they're, then you just get made fun of for being sensitive about it. Right. Um, it's it's another like, thing for them. So uh, anyway, so uh, we had a party. At, this is after high school. and co- uh, It's not college. It's like sort of like we were all in the in-between state where none of us were going to college but we all were like um just bullshitting around okay. <laughs> after high school um then Damien comes up comes to the party and um he was like um you know I hadn't seen him in since high school almost pretty much at that point and I, and when you saw him what was your reaction to seeing I was him? happy to see him like I like like I said like even though I'm I'm sort of re uh, analyzing our friendship through a as an adult so who knows what that really what that friendship was but at the time it was a real friendship like so when you saw him it's not like you were dreading no no I mean I was always kind of like all right what's up (laughs) but it wasn't like I never felt animosity towards him like I was like oh Damien what's up Doc? Mm -hmm. you know but he you know but I always felt that like he was bigger than me that kind of like so there's like some trepidation yeah that he would like pick on you yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. So that was probably also in this. Yeah, but it's hard to like decipher because it's like there's some people who are picking on you, then it's but some people are picking you out of love, you know, which you know, especially with my in the black community, I think specifically because we are comfortable sort of making fun of each other publicly. We're not really passive aggressive, which I think is it's like we our friendships aren't passive aggressive like we kind of say directly how we feel about each other. Like if you have a bad outfit on, 
then we're going to say you have a bad outfit on. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. Where like someone could say my shoes are whack and I would be like, cool, you know. But then there's sometimes then it's like, how do I decipher that from like someone who's just genuinely specifically picking on me because they feel threatened by me or whatever. Right. So I just remember us being in the kitchen. I had this new chain that I just bought that was real nice, shiny joint. And he was looking at my chain, admiring it. Then he's like, oh, that's cool. I like that. You know, like, damn, Lamar out here shining, you know, like, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that, I like that shit, you know. And then it broke, right? So he was tugging on it too hard and it broke off my neck. And then um, I lost it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, I can't stand your ass. So everything, whatever I was been feeling up to that point, I was like, man, fuck you, man. I don't like you, nigga. Like, I don't, I don't like you. Like we could go help, and you know, and again, not taking me seriously because I'm a smaller person, and he can fuck me up. He already knows this because you know, Damon's like this nigga's from New Orleans. Like he's ready. He's like, you think, you know, I'm gonna let you yell at me all you want until you hit, me, until you touch me, and then I'm gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm high rate. I'm angry. I'm like in the kitchen. Every the party completely stopped. Right. So the party is all looking at me you know, going hard at this dude, right? So I'm, like, really upset. I'm, like, I'll I'll fucking murder. I don't don't know what I was saying, but I was just ready to go at it, just in his grill, right? So anyway, I, like, I think sometimes somewhere deep down I know know it, too, that I'm, like, if I can can just yell at this dude and get out of it without having to fight, then I'm good. Uh But uh, so I was, like, whatever. I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this party, right? Are you, like, shaking? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you crying? No, that time I didn't cry because I don't think I, I had got to that point yet. <laughs> well, it wasn't a cry time yet. But I, I was like, I think I would probably cry when I got in the car. But it was so cool because so then I go, fuck y'all. I'm out of here, right? Because the banter is great. The banter is on point. Like, I'm even though I'm having a hard time replaying it for you right now, what I was actually saying. But I was saying some cool fight stuff, you know real like shit talky stuff you oh know? shit talky so you weren't like having pointed you weren't like pointedly recalling baggage that you'd had and complaints no you'd had against no him. not at all no i think i was just oh it, i mean except for like just saying i don't like you and like maybe i never did but uh I, it was more like just like shit that you see in movies when two dudes go head to head just a lot of barking you know just a lot of like, we could do this right now. You know, I don't give a fuck, you know, yeah. whatever. You know, I could, we could roll around the ground. We could, I could tell you, what's up? What's happening? You know, <laughs> what's happening, baby? Like, we can make it happen. This is so, yeah. sounding more and more sexual. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can have sex right now. <laughs> what, what you need? Take your clothes off. Let's go in the back room. <laughs> and then so I go, fuck y'all. And I roll out, right? In my Monte Carlo, right? And it was so great because his apartment, the Moore's apartment is like right on the edge. And uh, right on the edge by the gate where you go out the gate, where it's a, like a gated apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And I go, skr, skr, like hit the tire wheel, roll out. Everyone can see me, though, because they at the balcony, you can see when cars leave. And then it was so funny because I go, ur, ur, I'm out. But then the gate closed. <laughs> the gate closed right when I got to it. So everyone just watching me as I sit. I'm like sitting in my car at the gate. <laughs> so I'm just like. Fuck, I like lost that exit. But uh and my homie told me too later, he was like, Man, Lamar, you left so cool. Like everybody was like, yo, this motherfucker's a badass. 
And then once you stopped, that shit was so whack. <laughs> it was like, it was like, no, this nigga lost all his swagger. But, you know, I love Dame. If, I hope he, if he's hearing this, like, I got nothing but love for you. But he remembers that moment. Obviously, we were angry at each other. And then it sounds like in these situations, you do cool off, like, rather quickly. Do you find that, like, you need an outlet later on? Like, does this stuff, how, how can you just get so mad and then, like, let let it all go? Yeah, I don't think I really let it go too quickly. I think I think it's uncomfortable for me. It's a feeling of, like, you're outside of your body a little bit, watching yourself get angry. And I the scenario kind of replays in your mind a lot. And I don't like that feeling and I, and I think it's more a disappointment in myself because I think I am chill even though even may I, even if I did have any have some real right to be upset with him I really don't at a certain point I'm just like I don't care I think the only thing that makes me mad is the fact that and I'm not being taken serious so it's like that makes me mad but like him breaking my chain didn't really make me mad like if someone broke my chain I wouldn't care really you know what I mean I'd be like whatever but uh that the fact that he was like I could feel him like not give a fuck that, he, yeah. you know what I mean? Where I know if it was somebody else, he would well, be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, you know? And wasn't he egging you on a little bit like when he was playing with it, like getting in your space and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think in his mind, if I if I if I'm correct or maybe I could be wrong, but I because I personally don't think he had any issue with me as a person. I think in his mind, he thought he was being friendly, you know, or being like. This is the kind of friendship we have, you know what I mean? And it's like that's the thing that I think in friendship people don't understand. It's like you could have, a, you could be friends with somebody, and this whole time you're like abusing them, and you don't even yeah. realize it, you know? Totally. And they're like, um, and they're just, and you, and that person thinks that's the dynamic y'all have. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that switches, as soon as that uh, dynamic turns the other way, it's like uncomfortable, right? Yeah, for both parties. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friendship like that when I was in high school. I had a friend who was four years older than me and we were like good friends and would hang out all the time. And once I was like, we were like in a, on like a road trip and we were both in the back and I like pinched her or something and she was laughing. Mm-hmm. And so then like I did that a few more times and then like it turned out the next day she'd like bruises. Wow. And then some other, like I can't even remember what other things happened, but basically then her mom called my mom and was like, they're not hanging out anymore. And it was like, whoa, was I bullying this person this whole time? Yeah. And and I've had no idea. And it's like, it's embarrassing. And I felt really bad because that's not what I had wanted. Like, I right. I actually thought that she was having fun. Right, right. Yeah. And her, but in her mind, she's like, I'm just take. I don't want to be the person who's like, I don't want to like hit objection to the, you know, the situation that's happening because then I'm all of a sudden become the wet blanket in the room. Who's like, oh, I have a problem with everything that's going on right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then like, but then it's like, but you were just, I was just pinching you. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not an, yeah. It's not an activity I do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still pinching people? <laughs> and like, Can you stop pinching everybody, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that is the thing. And it's like, that's why, you know, people just got to communicate. But then it's like, I think when you're growing up, you don't know how to do that. Like how, you know, you don't know how to say, cause all you want to do is fit in, right? Anyway, yeah. like as a kid or in high school, I just want to be cool. That's all I wanted. You know, and I think that's, especially when you're in high school, I think it's harder. Like, I think as an adult, like people, it might be a little easier. I mean, I definitely, I find it easier to just say how I feel if I'm being mistreated. 
and it it's re- received because it's like we're adults like we're not going to fight right now you know yeah because i feel like there's a baseline of respect and that sounds like that's all this is is like as soon as i'm feeling dismissed or disrespected that's where i become irrational yeah but in my day-to-day in my relationships and at work i respect people and they respect me and so we have that foundation of, i know we're going to work through something it's not gonna, yeah it's not going to like escalate to where i need to like get physically violent in order to be recognized <laughs> Ain't trying to square up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. That's our show. Special thanks this week to Libby Spears at Blueprint Films. Our theme music is by Danny Janino, and our art is by Jen Hamilton. Thanks for listening.